Unless there's some magical trick I didn't know where instead of actually having to sacrifice a piece, you could literally sacrifice a piece by just killing it with your own person. Well, yeah, it's the pawn sacrifice. That's the, that's the whole <laughs> oh, point of the movie is that secret move. It all makes sense. You didn't now. know that one? Oh, Steven, I forget. I, I take it all back. A plus movie. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 378, or the review of Pawn Sacrifice. I'm Christopher Schneezy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. Uh, this week, we are talking about a film that uh, we saw like a week ago. But I think even when we saw it, it was pending release widely. So I don't know if it's available for people now or if it's past available or what. But we were talking about Pawn Sacrifice, a little film about Bobby Fischer. How you doing, Stephen? Doing pretty good. Trying my best to remember Pawn Sacrifice now. (laughs) (laughs) Conjuring up. I I don't have a Bobby Fischer type recollection of everything. So let me see. I'm watching the movie take place. So we actually saw this two weeks ago, right? No. We saw it last, like, Friday or Thursday or something. Okay. So it was I, a little while ago. Okay, because I also saw Everest, which you didn't, right? Yeah. Okay. So I, it's... <laughs> the last few weeks, it's been sort of a haze. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, everyone following you, the Jews, all that, you know. <laughs> you know how life goes. <laughs> They're out to get you. <laughs> yes, that, that that's exactly what it is. I mean, I usually sit here alone at night in my room, staring at the bottom of the door well, hearing weird talking in other languages on the other side of the door, thinking, oh, God, the communists, what am I going to do? Um, and I have been sitting around listening to books on tape a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> Are they the same kind of propaganda books, though? Maybe. Only time will tell. I don't know. They have a lot of compelling points about people of the world and the terrible things they do so we'll see <laughs> all i know is i'm worried about you steven <laughs> don't gotta be worried about me that <laughs> wasn't it? even a bobby fisher that was a nothing i, <laughs> I was trying to figure out what that was but anyways um yeah so this is a film that uh, you and i i think both saw the trailer for the first time together and uh is it bad that i don't remember that is that like forgetting an anniversary or something <laughs> no i i just i don't what was i wearing when we saw it i don't remember <laughs> i just remember leaning over to you and making a comment during the trailer about like oh, is this like is this story true <laughs> <laughs> um because this, this is that's the, the spider-man guy <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i like how you turned into like the old man muppet people <laughs> the youth today with their I, well, I we do even... watch it from a balcony up in the corner and <laughs> mock it while we while it goes on. But yeah, so so, so this uh, you know this is a story of Bobby Fischer and a big famous game that he played uh, against uh, some Soviets. Um, but uh, you know the, the the trailer kind of really sold this idea of like you know it's, it's the Cold War. There's a lot happening behind the scenes, and then maybe these like games of chess he's playing are he- more heavily weighted um, 
than than just a simple game of chess between two people who are really excited about chess um which is mostly why i made that comment to you i was like wow this seems like there's a lot of uh you know weird significance to these games as opposed to just like oh yeah cool some guy really loves chess and wants to play some soviets mm-hmm. so i mean we're, we'll, we'll get into it um but uh i think my <laughs> preview for my review of the film <laughs> Um, I think I think my my review will come heavily from how much that film delivered on that premise versus maybe how good of a film it was on its own merits. Maybe. Um, yeah, I think I think that's fair. I think from the moment you walked out of the movie, I knew how this review was going to go down. <laughs> did, was it, was it a comment that I made, or did you just know having sat through the film? No, I think it was a comment you made. And often you abstain from saying anything. <laughs> but this time I don't think you made it more than like five minutes. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you say uh, we get into the review? Sure. All right. We're going to take a listen to the trailer for Pawn Sacrifice and then come and give you a review. This game. It's a rabbit hole. After only four moves, there's more than 300 billion options to consider. We can take you very close to the edge. He told him to move like this. He taught himself. If I take the pieces away, he just keeps playing in his head day and night. I can tell you he has great potential. American chess prodigy Bobby Fischer became the youngest ever grandmaster in the history of the game. Where do you go from here? I want to play the Russians. You're the best in the world, and I'm going to beat them all. Fischer mania is taking the country by storm. My next guest, Mr. Bobby Fischer. Mr. Fischer? Are you a patriot? There are people in high places who take an interest in any confrontation with the Russians. I don't really care about politics. You're the one man in this country who could put up a fight. Bobby Fischer is in Iceland for his match with the world champion Boris Spassky. It's the chess version of a 15-round heavyweight prize fight. I'm not playing until all my conditions are met. I want at least five feet between me and the audience. It's almost like I hear their thoughts. Bobby has problems. Bobby is displaying signs of paranoia and delusional psychosis. Hey! I'm coming for you! I'm coming for you! We're at war. It's a war of perception. Bye, Bobby! The poor kid from Brooklyn against the whole Soviet Empire. You don't look well, Robert James. The Russians and the Jews. We are Jewish. Bobby is Jewish. What do you people say to him when he comes out with this trash? People think there are all these options, but in the end, there's no place to go. Bobby! He might crack. Bobby won't crack. He will explode. All right, so that was the trailer for Pawn Sacrifice. As we already said, uh, it is a film where Bobby Fischer is taking on some uh, Soviets that are really good at uh, chess. And, uh, you know, the film might examine 
the culture of the world at the time during these matches, and also the toll that chess might take on players who are incredibly good at it. Um, Steven, what did you think of this film? Yeah, this is a movie. I mean, I mentioned that I was having trouble recalling it very well, and I think that says a lot about the movie, both good and bad. Like, the good part (laughs) is there is not much negative that I remember. I mean, I watched this movie. I had a completely fine time sitting through it for two hours. I wasn't bored. I watched, like, a fairly well-acted period piece, um, and it's always kind of fun to see things set in that era. I guess this was, like, what was it, late 60s, early 70s? Um and so, you know, it had kind of this, like, sense of time and place, and it it had a funness to it where it was telling a true story, but it wasn't afraid to go on kind of wacky little detours. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I found, like, watching people play chess, given how completely unexciting that sounded to me already, <laughs> I, I thought it, they did a moderately good job of making it be more exciting. Um but it also left just absolutely nothing with me. I mean, it's what, like 10 days later, and I cannot tell you much at all about like why this movie mattered or why it had to exist. Um, so I think my impression the moment that I walked out of the theater was that this felt kind of like the imitation game if it had no message and nothing to say and no conclusion <laughs> like <laughs> it has all the trappings of a like a biopic that is being fairly well acted well made building some tension reasonably well but where the imitation game built tension off of like a profoundly interesting subject this built tension out of a phantom kind of like it built tension out of the promise of deeper things when deeper things were never going to come. Um, and so that's why like, because I was always waiting for more to happen, I was never disappointed watching the movie, but then by the time the credits roll, it just felt like inconsequential. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what this movie was trying to do. It, it didn't quite hit the beautiful mind type thing where it's just exploring this guy with very flawed perceptions and making us, you know, care about his ups and downs. Um, it didn't commit to that. It was too kind of traditional biopic for that. It builds around this big chess match, but that also isn't really a payoff. Like, there's no clear conclusion to that arc or anything to draw from it. There's no growth I I don't know. It's a weird movie. It's like a weird two hours of fairly good acting and fairly good directing for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. How how did you feel about it? Yeah, so I did not like this movie. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I... First of all, what, what the what the trailer for this film sold me, and, and you know, I've I've gone back and I've rewatched the trailer since, and you know, you just heard the trailer it, while we're recording. We didn't just listen to it, you know, we threw that in after the fact. But I do remember going back and watching it, and then thinking that like maybe it's just the context of having watched the film, or maybe it's just like 
watching the trailer another time maybe the trailer wasn't leaning too heavily on like the weird like espionage backgroundy story of of this tale but i feel like regardless of what was happening in the world at the time these games were going on and whether there was some sort of perception that our government felt that like if we could just beat the soviets in chess that would destroy this illusion that the soviets are so much more smarter than us like even if that all that kind of stuff was true there was clearly no real significance to what was happening other than like a public perception thing like it was a these games were more societal propaganda than like anything real happening behind the scenes and Mm. the film you know, the film has moments where it tries to lean into that espionage stuff. Like, you, there's, like, a lot of scenes where, like, some camera person, and you don't know what side they're on, is taking photos of them for no reason. Those photos don't really play into anything. At one point in time, like, the FBI has a file on Bobby Fischer, but, like, that isn't really used to go anywhere. And, like, basically, the thing that made me curious and want to see this movie is not in the movie at all and the film does zero to like try to even say anything about that um you know like the the deepest that goes is the first conversation that the guy from a serious man has uh with bobby fisher standing in the middle of a park where he's like oh you like you know you and a chest no but i am a patriot whatever you know like that weird conversation they have like yeah that's the deepest the film goes at all is one person that you don't know where he works for saying he wants to be his agent for reasons that you don't know. And then besides that, it's really just a very, very conventional film about a guy who's crazy as hell. Like this is at nine years old, he cusses out his mom and kicks her out of his house yep. <laughs> or, or hit, kicks her out of her own house. And it's like, there, there's never a point where maybe it's just me but i never really felt sympathetic towards him like you referenced a beautiful mind in a beautiful mind like regardless of what you think is happening in the real world in that film you care for this character you care for the people that character knows um him like you care for about him himself and like when things are happening to him it's it has a weight and it has meaning and you have feelings you know like there's a lot of stuff happening in this it's really just an asshole who is, I don't even want to call him crazy, just very, very eccentric. You know, like he's... Yeah, he's almost on the verge where he isn't crazy enough for that to be an excuse. <laughs> yeah. It's like he's crazy in the way where you're like, well, he's still kind of a dick. <laughs> like, yeah, but but I, I just mean from the standpoint of like, there's one thing to be crazy. So, so with the way this film is, is selling it, he should be afraid that there's somebody after him, right? Like that that's kind mm-hmm. of the way they're trying to sell it from the trailer is that like Bobby Fischer is trying to play chess, but meanwhile, either the Russians or the Americans or some person is spot like there 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 should be this fear and paranoia. But what really Bob whatever what really Bobby's Fisher <laughs> what really bothers Bobby Fisher. What really bobs my Fishers. <laughs> yes. Uh, but like the thing that is really bothering him is noise while he's trying to play like there are times where he thinks that the russian players are conspiring against him but not in any sort of like world ramifications sense but more of a like i need pure silence while i make this move because that's how great a chess player i am i can't hear noise like so it's Mm -hmm. really just an asshole who's eccentric 
who is, I guess, scared to lose, even though he thinks he's the greatest thing in the like. There's never like, it's just a weird film with a story that in the end is not really that compelling, and they like. There's a lot of scenes where it's like, oh my god, they got to play 12 games in this match, and then we're just gonna start skipping games and like. They try to build up to these moments. Like, there's one point in the film where, like, you're like, "Wait, the movie's not ending here, right?" Because this is game three. Like, <laughs> it has yeah. that climactic feeling to it that, like, the film should be ending now, but it wouldn't make sense because they have to play best X out of twelve. So you're like, "Well, it can't end here," and then it doesn't. But you're like, "Well, it should have ended back there because there's no higher point, really." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right? <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. and I, I think it's one of those things where, like. Like you mentioned, it's a movie that just doesn't, it doesn't really go anywhere. It doesn't have enough there. And normally when it comes to true stories, like as far as a true story goes, this feels like it has, it should have enough like raw materials to make a cool story because it is, it's true. And it's one of those things that is kind of bizarre that it's true, (laughs) like like if there's any allegory in this movie and I, I've been reading about the cold war, so I might be bringing this in just as baggage to the movie, <laughs> but like one ridiculous thing about the cold war and a lot of our behavior and the Soviet behavior and everything is that the war was so big that we were willing to commit to and support anything, no matter how hugely flawed and almost like ridiculous they were you know, like supporting dictators, supporting all sorts of crazy shit. And like the fact that the whole world was fixated on Bobby Fischer, this guy who is so weird and messed up and just like an asshole to people and clearly not, not, not a good role model for anyone. Like the fact that he did become the U.S.'s kind of fixation and their hope on us being better than the Russians, like that could be really, really funny. I think like, I think there could be plenty there if you focused it on like the public perception and made Bobby Fisher, not the main character, but more like the Bobby Fisher is what the movie is about. And then the main character are the people around him. Like, I feel like that would have been one way to make the same story be at least pretty entertaining. Like, are you talking about, like, trying to make it, like, a, a comedy? Yeah, I mean, because they veer into the humor a little bit of it. You know, I mean, there's this uh, uh, prostitute character that he meets, and <laughs> I, th- I don't think that can be a spoiler. <laughs> I, I don't even, like, there wasn't a funny ounce of that prostitute. Like, the only way that prostitute character would have made sense is if the movie was what I thought the movie was going to be, and she was a Russian spy. <laughs> but that's not this movie. Okay. So I think you were bringing your spy baggage to it a little bit. <laughs> I, I found like their meat, their meat cute of sorts and the way that they like interact with each other. And then the way that she follows his winning afterwards. I thought that I, I found that funny. I, I don't think they did a great job with the comedy, but I feel like there are beats like that that only make sense if you're trying to be funny about it. But I, like, I don't even, or I don't at least think... quirky, you know, like trying to get into the zany early 70s U.S. people going gaga over this like apeshit dude. I don't know. I just I, I don't even think their meat cute was fun. It was sort of like, 
I'm yelling. And then she's like, hey, what are you yelling about? He's like, I don't know. You want to like go for a walk? Sure. Like that, <laughs> that was their meet cute. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. Um. A- anyway, like I think comedy would have been a thing that would have actually helped the movie a lot better. Um, you mentioned that the ostensibly the problem with him is paranoia of thinking people are out to get him. But then most of the time his downfall is more just being unable to have noise while he plays and being like so proud and self-aggrandizing that he refuses to do it. Um, I think I also kind of felt that, but I did see the noise thing as more like massive anxiety that he couldn't escape so like i still saw it as kind of a psychosis of like this guy is just unable to get in the zone and get in his own head because he's too like he's too preoccupied with everything else in the world (laughs) that he needs to control at the same time yeah so like i i actually bought i i thought the scenes of his kind of anxiety his panic attacks while he was playing I thought those worked reasonably well. The problem, which I think you got to, is there is not like an ounce of sympatheticness to this character. <laughs> so when those moments happen, I'm not watching him as a guy who's sympathetic or as a guy who wants to see him fail. I'm just watching him as like a a guy. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I'm, I'm just watching a person go through a thing for no no clear aim yeah and then there's not really like it's sort of like if they just made a movie about last year's super bowl game like there's nothing (laughs) significant happened two teams played and one team won right (laughs) like yeah there's like that's sort of the story we're watching and it's not really like i wasn't convinced that it was that important because because basically i mean mild spoilers for for the film like at at some point bobby fisher decides that the game is rigged and quits chess Mm -hmm. and then he shows up and he's already in like i'm just gonna challenge the soviets because i don't need to you know bother working my way up it's almost like if like a wrestler retired and then just showed back up and said, give me that belt. And then just started punching a guy in the ring. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there, like there are generally, there are steps you have to, like you have to fight a few people before you get a shot at the title. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's weird that he's just like, I quit. He's like, oh, no. So, you know, some dude walked up and said, you know, you need to play chess again. We'll get your priest friend to help you, even though he's like, he'll be on your team, but you're the only person on this team that's like playing. Like, mm-hmm. it, why, why is it 12 Russians versus one American guy? Like, we don't even have a team. Like, there's never a scene where anybody else is playing chess other than Bobby Fischer on the American side. Yeah. So, I just it just feels like a very misguided film. It It is a strange film. I'll give it that. And I also, I can't say the other characters, like uh, um, Peter Skarsgård, Sarsgård, and the serious man guy, Michael Stuhlberg, um, they were kind of just like two-dimensional character actor characters to me. Like they they didn't seem like they had a reason to exist either. 
And unlike Bobby Fischer, I'm not at all convinced that they actually existed. <laughs> like, yeah, it was, it was a weirdly constructed movie. I don't know why we care about them. I certainly don't know what what the priest is supposed to be going through in the movie. Because he has a few arcs of like, I can't take this anymore. No, I'm back. I believe again. And it's like, who are you? Why do, why do <laughs> well, I care about you? <laughs> That's the thing is like, I think the priest character is there to humanize the unhumanizable Fisher. And then, you know, the mystery agency man <laughs> is mm-hmm. there to like play up the like global politics aspect to everything and it's like these two characters are there because there isn't enough in the actual story to warrant the story being told so you need these characters there's purely exposition to try to convince the audience that something is happening more than just a game of chess yeah the only real positive i can throw at this movie is that i think it it showed me that chess the very idea of being the best in the world at a thing that is entirely about thought and logic is like kind of exhilarating. Like it's a kind of cool idea. I, I like the idea of a like trans cultural organization where all, people from all around the world are the grand masters and you have to beat them like, like bosses in a video game. <laughs> I was going to say like, like Pokemon, like you go around to the different like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I went, Pokemon I went to see. I went to see uh, trainer Spassky today and I beat him with my Charizard. Yeah, I, I I liked that. Like, I wanted to know more about that. And I feel like any number of documentaries about Bobby Fischer would have probably given me five times the thrill without shrugging and wondering what the point was. Yeah. And I would probably watch those other five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean it it's an interesting thing. It it should be it really seems like they had amazing source material and just didn't do enough with it. Like a guy who was a genius as a little kid goes and beats the best in the world. Why didn't more of the movie focus on that age? I feel like that would be the really crazy dynamic. Yeah, like it, this like troubled child who is beating people who are 50 years old. Yeah, like like the uh, like that is the thing that makes it like that's the most interesting thing about this, and it's covered in a montage, like mm-hmm. little kid beating grandmasters, becoming like the youngest grandmaster in America or whatever, or, you know, wh- wh- whatever the deal was that he was doing. Like that stuff's just glossed over because we have to get to, you know, old man Toby and his like <laughs> fight to become the best or whatever. Yep. Spider Man three, Spider Man. Yes. Depressed black suit. <laughs> how's the pie so good spider-man uh it's just it's just sad to me and also like we don't have to go into it too deeply because i still haven't done enough research i.e recombing over any footage i can find to try to make this argument but i'm pretty sure that the director of the film has no idea how chess works because there are scenes where i swear i swear to god that like like i i, I listen to the qa podcast and I I know that the moves that were are being said at random periods of time, they're all real moves that took place in real games that are all part of these documents and stuff like that. So I know that the the auditory part of it is is fine. But there's a scene where I swear on my life that 
while Toby's explaining how a game should have went, he takes a pawn, moves it backwards to take his own knight, which makes <laughs> zero sense. Um, mm-hmm. And... But there, wait, is that while he's explaining how the game should have gone, or that's in a real game? That because no, 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 if that, he's that, explaining how the game should have gone, I have no problem with that. He knows what the person did already, so he can do the move of the other player. No, no, no yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he, so he's like, he's like, this was here, this was here, this was here, this was here, this was here. He's like, first you do this, then you can do this. Now you do this, and he he is playing for both players at that point in time. But mm-hmm. you can't just like scoop up like he puts. You know what I mean? Like he he attacks his own piece mm. and then pulls that piece off the board as if it was just taken by his own pawn, which moves forward, not backwards. <laughs> Unless there's some magical trick I didn't know where instead of actually having to sacrifice a piece, you could literally sacrifice a piece by just killing it with your own person. Well, yeah, it's the pawn sacrifice. But the, the whole <laughs> oh, point of the movie is that secret move. It all makes sense. You didn't now. know that one? Oh, Steven, I forget. I I take it all back. A plus movie. <laughs> I'm never playing chess with you now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I makes me sad, Steven. <laughs> I know. But anyways, um I think I've said my piece about this film. Yeah, I think I have too. My piece being a pawn. That's been sacrificed. <laughs> um They should have done it where it's like it's all the ending of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And if you die in the game, you die in real life. <laughs> like little Bobby Fisher's riding on the knight and the rook. That would be exciting. Or yeah, what if it's like an evil mastermind villain that is 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 the thing and like all the bombs are like it stuff's rigged up to bombs and explosives and you have to win this game and if it's checkmate for you, it's checkmate for the audience. Mhm. Yeah, so it's like the piano. So yes. he has a secret message written on the board that nobody else can see. And if he loses the game, everyone in the audience dies. Mm-hmm. And that's why he is, like, in his head, he's like, oh, my God, it's so much stress. I need quiet, audience. Oh, that's why he's trying to get them to leave, because there's a bomb underneath the stage. Yeah, and that's why... <laughs> that's why Boris Spassky thinks he can hear something in his chair. <laughs> there's... <laughs> actually the ticking of a bomb in it yes oh steven we need to get to our uh our local coffee shop <laughs> and start yep. writing our screenplay for this movie 90 plus percent on rotten tomatoes here we come <laughs> all right anyway should we get to our verdicts for this film sure all right, Stephen, if you're going to give this a must-see, a recommend with a caveat, a wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? Yeah, this is a movie that the review has gone downhill a lot from the moment I walked out of the theater to now. Um, <laughs> walking out of the theater, it would have been like a recommend with a caveat. of It was a well-done well done period piece flick about an interesting character, and it didn't really go anywhere, but like it was a good way to spend two hours. Now it feels more and more like a waste of potential, <laughs> but <laughs> I still don't hate it, even though I can't think of many good things to say about it now. I know me from 10 days ago had enough good feelings about it, so I'll give it a wait for rental. It, I think if you aren't primed for a big Soviet-type <laughs> uh, espionage thriller, if you if you think you're watching 
Tobey Maguire play chess with a Russian dude. I think you'll find this is like more interesting than just Tobey Maguire playing chess with a Russian dude, like because he's kind of crazy too. <laughs> is it? <laughs> but if you if you're looking for like Bridge of Spies or what, whatever else you thought the movie was gonna be, like no, the movie doesn't deliver on that, and to its detriment, it does bring up this kind of imagery of like espionage and people being after him for no reason like that seems only like a lure to get people into the audience i can't think of any reason for it yeah i mean i i think there could have been an interesting film if bobby fisher was the setting and the real story was was like this group of people trying to convince him to play trying to get him into shape to win because them knowing that his winning would have an impact on the american uh idea of where they sat in the greater like global political whatever um there could have been a really even if there was no direct line between fisher and um what was happening in the world at the time if characters there thought that pushing him into this would impact the way people were viewing their their place then that could have been an interesting story instead of telling it from Bobby Fisher's point of view. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I didn't have more <laughs> comment to that. <laughs> it, basically it didn't do that and I didn't like it and I'm going to give it a must avoid. <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> so, uh, I played a draw, you played a win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but uh, Stephen, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that? Um, if people want to find me, you can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com. So yeah, I was gonna make a joke about like paranoid. Why do people want to find me? But I think we did it last week, so I'm not gonna do it again. <laughs> yeah, except for that time, it wasn't about government spy agencies. It was about the evil, um, or crazy. <laughs> oh, don't no, don't say it. I'm home alone again. <laughs> let's not talk about let's not talk about Nana and Pop Pop. <laughs> All right. Um, well people can find me over at Christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash Christopher IRL. You can find the podcast over at the where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash warning or like us at facebook.com slash the warning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thesporethewarning.com. You can use the contact form on our site, or you can calmly leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Music for this episode will uh, likely be coming from the soundtrack to Pawn Sacrifice, if that's available. Um, if not, I don't know, ticking chess move clock. I don't, I don't know. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. uh, Thank you for joining me, Stephen. Thank you for having me. We are now going to uh, head out on a little convoy, head for the border, and attack a review. Somewhere near El Paso. Yes. And and, uh, attack a review of Sicario, which uh, I know I'm pretty sure we're both excited to talk about. But uh, yeah, hopefully, guys, you enjoyed this weird ranty episode. Now get ready for the Sicario review. Later. <laughs>